You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Adult Time. Created by award-winning filmmaker and previous podcast guest, Brie Mills, Adult Time is a streaming service exclusively for adults. Adult Time is a platform where mature audiences can access a huge variety of premium adult content. Dubbed the Netflix of porn, Adult Time offers an extensive catalog of over 180 channels, 60,000 episodes, and at least five new releases every day from some of the most recognized studios, including Girls Way, Pure Taboo, Burning Angel, Fantasy Massage, Vivid Entertainment, and so much more. They also have exclusive original series, feature films, and much more. Get one week absolutely free by creating an account at adulttime.com and using the promo code HOLLY. That's A-D-U-L-T-T-I-M-E dot com and use the code HOLLY. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com is like the biggest online superstore for all of your sex needs. They've got toys, they've got lingerie, they've got movies. It's pretty much a one-stop shop for everything sexy. Now, you'll get 10 free gifts when you order one item. Something for her, something for him, something you'll both enjoy, and six free movies, plus free shipping. All you have to do is enter code HOLLY at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y at adamandeve.com for your 10 free gifts. Today, I am overjoyed to bring back one of my favorite people and my most popular podcast guest to date, Nicole Aniston. Nicole is an adult star who has truly risen to the top of her game. She's one of the most popular performers in the industry today, with an Instagram following in the millions. But what I love the most about Nicole is how incredibly kind and humble she is. She has never let fame go to her head, she never considers herself above anybody, and she is eternally grateful for everything and compassionate to everyone. Nicole emits a kind of energy which is both calming and uplifting. She's the kind of person who always asks you how you are doing, who looks you in the eye and truly makes you feel like she's actually interested in what you have to say. And let me tell you, in this city, in this business, that's kind of a rare thing. I've been watching Nicole go through a bit of a spiritual transformation this past year. If you follow her on social media, you'll see that she often posts affirmations of love and kindness, of acceptance and serenity. You'll know that she's committed to veganism and that she's taken some pretty big steps towards embracing her natural self, such as her recent decision to have her implants removed. So I wanted to check in with Nicole to see how and why her perspective has shifted lately and maybe what this new outlook on life can teach the rest of us. So let's welcome this incredible woman, someone so beautiful on the inside and the outside, Nicole Aniston.
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Very excited today uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm actually streaming this episode live on YouTube for free for everybody, which I only do ever so rarely. So um, you're welcome. And second of all, I have one of my favorite guests and Actually, my most popular guest, uh, your first episode with me is still to this day the most downloaded episode I've ever done. Oh yeah. Nicole Aniston. Hi. How are you? I'm amazing. How you are look you? Beautiful as always. Your hair is like so long and amazing. Oh, thank you. Oh it's, my God. It comes out of me like that Play Doh barbershop thing where you <laughs> push down the handle and out it comes. Yeah. <laughs> And Nicole actually um, was so generous to come here with tacos for me, which was amazing because I didn't have lunch. So I was so grateful for that. And they were sugar tacos from your restaurant. Yes. So tell us, tell us about sugar, sugar taco, right? Sugar taco, yes. We're on Melrose. We've got parking literally like a few feet away. You know, it's so like, awesome. you know that you're like a true LA person when the first thing that you bring up is parking. People come into town oh, and totally, you know, they've, st- they're, it's, oh, it's a first trip to LA. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You've got to get, it's an, now it's going to be an iconic spot where you're going to have to come to LA and you got to go to Sugar Taco. Yeah. Um, they have parking. They have parking <laughs> and the food's freaking bond. So it's good. It's honestly, it's some of my favorite food mm-hmm. in all of the food. Yeah. It's some of my, and I know you I'm, love food. Oh my gosh. I'm I know how you feel about food. Every time I see bananas, I still think of you. Yes. I still eat plantains the same exact way I prepared them in Costa Rica during our trip. Yeah. With a little bit of lime, a little bit of smoked paprika, and there I am eating, and I'm just reminiscing about our little Via adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bananas are amazing. Yeah, they are. Such a good food. Such a good food. So tell us about Sugar Taco. Like, how did that come about? What is the restaurant about? What's the food like? That kind of stuff. We are woman-owned, completely vegan, plant-based, authentic Mexican. It's so good. We have the awesome, best freaking chef in the world. I don't know how in the world they come up with these tortillas. Mm -hmm. Just as we were talking about the tortillas. Yeah, I noticed that the first thing, one of the first things I noticed when I shoved your tacos down my throat because I was so hungry (laughs) um, was that the tortillas were handmade. Yes. I could tell. They are fantastic. Um, Everything in-house. I mean, down to the guac. And I mean, you can just taste the authentic, Mm -hmm. really rich, um, bold flavors. Mm -hmm. And everything is just... um, the the, pal- the flavor profiles on all the tacos and everything is just really, really good. It's mm. clean and su- we're sustainable. Um, the CBD horchata, oh my gosh, I can't even talk about it. Um, it's incredible. So we're, you know, we're a bunch of um, female influencers. We honestly kind of all got together through Instagram. We all have a passion for... Um, you know, animals and humans and sustainability and plant-based yummy food. So it was a win-win. It was great getting in touch with these gals and hearing about their concepts and what they had in mind for the restaurant. And I was on board immediately. Yeah. So um, getting, being able to take part in that has been a real honor. Getting, um, you know, kind of in on the ground floor with this really amazing project and being able to, um, literally taste the hard work that, that we've, we've all put into it has yeah. been really incredible. And I think it's going to be a new staple in LA. It's so yummy. And so far we've, 
we've really been making a big impression. So yeah. we're hoping to keep that up. <laughs> Food is so good. Tell me where you get the produce from because that's sustainable as well, right? Yes. Um, Imperfect Produce is our supplier and um, we actually just got our liquor license as well. Ooh. So we're, oh, let me tell you, wow, mm-hmm. we're going to be having some really, really cool um, drinks that'll be as of... I want to say Tuesday. Oh wow! Of next week, we will be liquor ready. So, um, you know, every, we are we do the glass and the no plastic, and we try to just really be mindful about water consumption and um, using fewer napkins and fewer dishes. And I mean, tacos takes your hands, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Go to the bathroom, wash your hands real quick. Yeah. There's so much to our restaurant that we've focused around um, sustainability. Right. And, I mean, plant-based alone, you're literally saving a life when you make that choice for your meal. So, um, I mean, we've done breakfast burritos and we've done these vegan eggs that – they're perfect. It looks just like an egg. It tastes just like an egg. Same texture, same everything. So, we're. I mean, we're we're nailing it. It, Yeah. And people are coming in who are not vegan and they're saying, my gosh, this is so good. This is one of the best Mexican meals I've ever had. Yeah. And so that's, we're, we're happy to make a good impression that right. way to show people there's a whole nother way to make um, everything. It's totally sustainable. Yeah. It must feel really good to take like all that, you know, money, that hard earned money that you've made shooting porn. Cause I know you've worked really hard for a long time in this industry and be able to put it into something that you believe in. Definitely. And it's yeah. been really, you know, there's been a lot of like, like smart career driven girls, um, entrepreneurs like yourself, I've seen, you know, take their money and, you know, um, put it into other businesses that yeah. I think will help sustain them after, you know, maybe their run with porn is up because, you Absolutely. know, not everybody wants to be in this industry forever, which is totally understandable. Of course. Yeah. So it's, it's really smart. And I think inspiring to see women like you put money towards their future in a different industry rather than spending it on like a fancy car or like yeah. purses or clothes or trips or, you know, it's just like, yeah. And when I see girls do that and they don't like plan for their future and then, you know, like. It's easy to do. It's easy to easy think, to do. I'll make more, you know. Yeah. And yes, we will make more as we go. But we have to continually be reinventing ourselves. Yeah. And in in our industry and in our perception mm-hmm. of how we go about. And for me, going vegan almost six years ago has made such a big impact on everything that I do and every dollar that I spend is impactful in a way. It affects mm-hmm. someone else's life, whether right. it be animal or human. So um, jumping into this investment was a no-brainer. It's great, you know, smart business-minded women like me that are, you know, major Instagram influencers. Who knows how long Instagram is going to last, but yeah. it's there now and mm-hmm. it's making a big impact on, um, you know, with the animal rights movements and things that are going on um, now exposing animal agriculture industries and their practices that are very common and legal, which is terrifying people to see that truth. So it's great to have a little spot in the heart of LA, super easily accessible, um, bomb menu. I mean, massive menu and just giving people another option. Right. You know, it's yummy. It's freaking good. And you can feel good about it when you're eating it. Yeah. 
So that's been fun. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah, and and I can attest to it. Like I said, I just had some, and I actually ate the little churro bites afterwards, and I can still taste them in my mouth. Aren't and, they good? Oh my god, they're so good. I kind of want more, but I'm not going to eat I during know. the fucking podcast because that's disgusting. I thought about putting some in my bag, but I was like, no, I'm not going to be eating. I can't sneak any during the podcast because you can hear everything on here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Though you know, there are some people that are into that. You know, the whole ASMR thing. I just learned what that acronym meant. Oh, really? About 48 hours ago. Really? Yeah. I'm very behind culturally. Oh. So I know what it means now. Yeah, some girls get paid like an insane, well, mukbang, mukbang, which is what Bridget B taught me about, is basically girls who get paid an enormous amount of money to do YouTube videos of them eating enormous amounts of food. Oh, I would love to do that. Actually, it would be perfect for that because I, I know what you love so food. I stoned and eat so yeah. much. These girls, like, it's, I think it's really big in Korea. Mm-hmm. And these girls just get, like, these huge plates. It's insane. And they're, like, small girls, you yeah. know? And they just eat this enormous amount of food. And pe- I don't know. And these things have, like, millions of views. It's oh, insane. I can do that when I get home tonight. You can. Oh, my goodness. You okay. can. It's a whole new industry for you. Wow. Oh, thanks for telling me about <laughs> You're that. I welcome. appreciate it. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. <laughs> so I've been watching you um, on social media and you've always been kind of, you know, you've always been like a free spirit and you've always been somebody who's been more spiritually inclined. But I feel like I've seen you go through a pretty big shift this last year. Massive. And this is just, yes. you know, me from an outside perspective with all of the posts that you make just about, you know, love and gratitude and really, and you, I don't know, I just see, so I just wanted to ask you about your journey. Oh my goodness. Um, I, it's, it's been a long time coming. I never took part in, uh, I, I've always, you know, walked around feeling lost mm-hmm. very much so that I didn't belong here mm-hmm. as an outsider. I've always, ever since I was a very small child, wanted to be alone all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling disconnected from most human beings. It's been very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, changing my, my diet was a big jumpstart. Mm-hmm. Um, detoxing and incorporating certain minerals and earth elements that were missing from a lot of our food sources really mm-hmm. started to allow me to tap into different wavelengths of consciousness, um, turning inward and healing and beginning to heal from traumas and things I've experienced in my past and allowed myself to perpetuate as a victimized ego. Mm-hmm. So, um, Coming into that has been um, really transformative, and the more I um, lean, you know, the more I lean into that, and more I accept that and embrace it, and erase all of the conditioning of our current cultural paradigm mm-hmm. that we live in, that is so normal and mm-hmm. so accepted. Um, the more I find myself falling in love with humanity. And with everyone I come into contact with and having a deeper sense of I have an immense, tremendous purpose here um, and I'm going to continue my life's work to help others heal from their traumas and to break out of that conditioning so that they can see that there is so much to live for, so much more than what our phones provide, what music provides, what media provides, um, all of the the things that we have been in fear of for hundreds of years, I should say actually more so in the Western world, the past hundred years that has reshaped us into, um, we are living in a fight or flight state most of our lives. Mm -hmm. It has our nervous systems completely overrun 
with um, perpetuated fear. Yeah. And uh, so I think breaking out of that patterning, turning off my TV, getting away from most media outlets, you know, I, I contribute to social media, but I want everything to, everything I post, everything I share um, to be able to make somebody smile or laugh yeah. or look inward or consider, oh, maybe I will try that today instead of this. And I'm still very much in the beginning stages of my um, of my perception change and my looking inward, but it's been beautiful. And I've never really, um, never expected it to go this far, yeah. but I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. What are some of the biggest issues that you see like plaguing today's society? Like you talked about like these perpetuated fears, like any specific examples that you find to be probably the worst offenders? I think, um, you know, capitalism has really been a tough thing to watch play out. Um, We're so enveloped in consumerism and Mm -hmm. we don't even realize it. Yeah. For example, I was looking the other day at something on Etsy that was handmade by someone, and it was 100-year-old wood, and it was, you know, blessed and this and that, and it took so long to get to the United States and shipping and all that. And I was like, I don't really want to pay that for that. And I was like, wait a minute. I have the money to buy this particular thing, and this was made by hand by one person who Mm -hmm. has put, clearly has taken the time to write out the what the care that they've put into making this particular object. Right. Um, And I thought, why am I so disconnected? Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So I'm still learning my way. Yeah, I I hear um, you. We are very disconnected from the things that we consume. Um, I mean, we walk around and we're always looking for, you know, we we have this hierarchy system, I mm -hmm. feel like. No matter what, there's a lot of comparison between one another. I think that's like one of the biggest problems with social media. It's a comparison thing. And, but it is, it's like this weird catch 22. We have social media, we have the internet and, and the elite system is teaching us to buy, consume, buy, consume, and fight each other. It's separating genders, races, ages. I mean, it's creating this massive separation. Um, But in the first, you know, that's the first sense, I guess. In another sense, it's the first time all of humanity is connected simultaneously. Mm. So we're able to talk to each other for the first time Mm -hmm. and sharing, you know, concepts of, you know, what are you doing today in Indonesia? How are you in China? And, you know, talking to each other for the first time, whereas, you know, 50 years ago, we were not doing that. We had this idea, especially in the Western world, if we were not travelers, we have this idea of what they were like over there. Mm-hmm. And honestly, everybody's really freaking cool everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the internet now because I have that perception of it. Right. I, I get to connect with people in Turkey or in a war-torn country. They're still reaching out to me on the internet because they know what I do and that I speak for love. Mm-hmm. And not the physical act of love. Yes, they know I do porn. But I speak for love no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, that will always be my filter now. Yeah. So... Um, I think capitalism's tough. Capitalism is cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's a consumerism and um, just the division of uh, people just want to find a hierarchy. And it's useless now. And I love, though, I love, love, love that people are, um, you know, shit's hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. Because people are hitting this, you know, wall of, I can't go any further in this old paradigm. I don't know what to do next. 
they're recognizing that they can't go any further in that. And that's awesome because that is the first step to, well, there's nowhere else to turn but inward. Mm -hmm. And more, you see more and more people looking for shamans and retreats and yoga and healthier eating. Most everyone you know is trying some way or another to find a new modality to heal what isn't working anymore. Right. And that is so awesome. Yeah. Because it's just, it's great to see people are, are sick of things. Yeah. And that's where it starts. Um, have you ever, do you have any experience with ayahuasca? Because my, a friend of mine, really, really good friend of mine who just had a very traumatic experience. He lost somebody very close to him, Mm -hmm. went to Peru and, you know, and did the whole ayahuasca thing for like a week. And, I talked to him afterwards and he was like, it's just changed my life. And he's like, I don't even know how to describe it. But all of a sudden it lifted this veil where he like says that he sees what's important and he sees what's not important and just changed his perception drastically. And I know Vanessa Veracruz did the same thing and she had a really powerful experience, which she talked about on my podcast. So have you had any experience with that? Because that stuff just makes me so curious. But I also wonder... Too, if it's almost just like trying to take a shortcut to, you know, kind of I see this, what you mean, yeah. this good, self-realization. Good for your friend, though. And and I yeah. did see Vanessa went and that, I just, I love following her because she her photos are beautiful yeah. and her the way she speaks and shares things. Um, I haven't yet. I'm not ready for that journey. I have had um, several years of experience with medicinal mushroom use mm-hmm. and cannabis use as well mm-hmm. with respect to the plant medicine as well not for you know for a, a high mm-hmm. um definitely for introspection um and uh no i'm not i don't think i'm quite ready yet yeah because i i think i i'm curious about it but i'm also fearful of it also too because you know i'm sober so i'm afraid i i know people say it's not drug but it's still like i don't know and our bodies produce it we have it in in our bodies naturally as it is i feel i've done the most growth um on my own with um psilocybin and cannabis i've had some cannabis days where um i'll have a particular strain and i'll just be going about whatever activity i'm doing at home Mm -hmm. painting or laundry or something and i'll just be considering allowing the the cannabinoids to do what they're going to do and allowing my my body to be cleansed from my diet and all my detoxing i've done and let come up in me what is meant to surface and heal right um so i've had a lot of remarkable breakthroughs with psilocybin Mm -hmm. i'm a big advocate Mm -hmm. big believer in that now is that the medicinal mushrooms Mm -hmm. is that the microdosing okay yeah i've done quite a bit of microdosing that's been really beautiful and how does it affect you um, in my use, I, I'm very respectful to them. Um, in uh, I, I plan my day around an experience that whatever comes, whatever is going to present itself, let that be what it is. Mm-hmm. Not to particularly go in with any intention, just allow whatever is going to surface, surface. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I'll go in with an intention and that isn't what comes to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have a, a, a trauma arise from a, a childhood experience that I had completely suppressed for mm-hmm. 20 years or 30 years or something. And then that comes up and, and then I go through that. But um, the most emotional, tr- just dramatic changes um have occurred in a day Mm. with psilocybin for me 
And I think with anything, though, I think with any plant medicine or any introspection with with assistance from plant wisdom requires a lot of assimilation, too. Mm. I think it's important if you're going to do the ayahuasca retreats and going overseas and making that a journey in your spiritual expansion, I think it's very crucial to allow yourself time to assimilate whatever you've absorbed or whatever you've learned in that experience. I feel a lot of people come back and they're so excited to share their experience and, um, you know, just, I'm a new person now and, and, but they don't put to work what they've learned or allow themselves the time to absorb everything that really came through during that moment of connection with source. Yeah. I think that, I feel like that's what I would do. Like I would want to go and just get some quick fix, have some experience that would somehow make me like a better person, then come back, go back to exactly my same life, go back to doing the exact same things and like have it, you know, change me. And then when I try to think about what are my intentions like for this, like, do I really actually want to become like a spiritually um, more open person or do I think it's going to like make me a better worker and like, so I can produce more. Cause I'm still like always chasing that career high. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Like, like would I be going with the intention of perhaps changing things in my life? Like, not working so much, yeah. which to me just seems insane. So I, I feel like my intentions for doing that are not the right ones. It's it's surprising sometimes what you get mm. when you do go the plant medicine route. I know mm-hmm. psilocybin, there have been days when, like I said, I've gone in with an intention and I actually do resolve that, whatever mm-hmm. that intention is, that I need to consider this. And that ends up getting resolved during that trip. Other days... I let come what may be, and it's the most transformative. It, the days that I allow it to bring up in me whatever is going to arise is going to arise. No matter what, it's never, you know, if you were, if you have a benevolent intention and you know that it's going to be for your best and highest expansion, it might not be what the you now that you perceive may want, mm-hmm. but it may bring you in a direction that might make you happier. Mm. So it just, it's, uh, completely unexpected, unpredictable in the best way. So. so, but you're microdosing, right? So you're not actually like experiencing like a full mushroom trip where you're no. like seeing patterns on the wall and shit like that. Like, can you, yeah. are you, pr- are you feeling pretty sober? But because like, people I've talked to who've done microdosing mm-hmm. say it's like, it's not really a high. It's almost like it's not having caffeine, but not I don't know. It seems like impossible to describe. It's it's very, very different. It does motivate you to do something productive. And mm-hmm. it comes in waves, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I've perceived it is during the first hour, I uh, on an empty stomach with a little bit of juice or something acidic, a little lemon or apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. I allow it to come into my system because you have to give that that respect and that you have to kind of step back and allow it to come in because you will become very emotional mm-hmm. and you will appreciate little things and something so seemingly um, in waking consciousness insignificant may make you ball your eyes out. Mm-hmm. The beauty of a bird landing on your balcony porch while you're looking at the sky, just you may just burst into tears. But uh, I think just kind of riding that wave, it comes in waves. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be microdosing at home and with an agenda in mind or 
an intention. And I end up cleaning out my closet mm-hmm. and getting rid of half my clothes or mm-hmm. cutting my hair. Or so, But it, everything I do, I'm like, yes, this is what's coming next. And this is what I need to do. And this mm-hmm. is going to be great. Never regret a thing I do. Um, never do anything dangerous. And I'm never at a point where it's altering my perception to where I'm, I'm not mindful of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm very much um, aware of them when they're in my system and um, just mindful of the, the feeling that is coming and going. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's very soft, very gentle. It's never overwhelming. Um, I think in an emotional sense, sometimes they can mm-hmm. be quite overwhelming, but in general, it's not overwhelming or scary. I'm also not taking them to experience colors and shapes and distorted mm-hmm. vision and things like that or an altered perception. I'm, I'm going in with a, a set intention of, how can this allow me to grow as a person and to help serve others? It's so interesting to see the way that like these drugs are being used in different ways and how there's a whole new perception of them. Cause I used to do a ton of acid when I was 15, but yeah. you know, like tabs <laughs> of acid, like yeah. trip balls and, you know, mushrooms too. And, and for, you know, that was purely for recreational use and it was very careless and reckless. And, um, that was my understanding you know, too. When very I went deviant. In. Yeah. But I, yeah. I know so many people who, um, you know, practice that and uh, a friend of mine sent me like a bunch of literature on it and I was reading like Reddit you know Reddit on Reddit about it and um, it's just been really interesting people are talking about how it's it helps like with addiction and it helps with depression and and I think they're here really, they're here for us yeah they really are here for us because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be doing that you mm-hmm. know of course when I um, I told my parents flat out, mm-hmm. hey, I'm starting to microdose because I need to heal from some of these things I experienced as a kid. Mm-hmm. And well, don't, you know, look out because I had a buddy Joe back in the day and he never came back from his trip. And yeah, there's that old understanding. And when I first started, you know, when I was in, um, introduced to them, I had that knowledge, that old paradigm knowledge of you do a bunch of mushrooms and you see shapes and colors and you freak out and you're scared. Mm -hmm. So going into them, I was, I was intimidated, Mm -hmm. but, um, they're mushrooms are here for us. Mm -hmm. 100% just as cannabis is, I believe. Yeah. It's really interesting. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and, um, we will be right back over 20 years in the adult industry. And I've seen a lot of naked people. In my line of work, making sure your private parts look their best is absolutely required. An unmanicured man bush is a huge no-no, whether you're getting naked in front of the camera or just in front of your sex partner. However, the landscape of male genitalia can be tricky to navigate, which is why I'm loving this new trimmer, Manscaped. The Manscaped Lawnmower 2.0 will not only get you cleaned up without nicks or snags, but it also comes with an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. My boyfriend just used it, and let's just say it was, it was lovely. This is the perfect gift for your man. Or, if you're a man, treat yourself to this revolutionary new electric trimmer. Go to manscaped.com and use my code HOLLY to get 20% off with free shipping. That's manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use my code H-O-L-L-Y to get 20% off plus free shipping. You won't regret it. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by 
my bookie. Summer is almost over, but never fear. Football season is here. And if you're a gambling man or woman, my bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. And for my listeners, they have a special offer, up to $1,000 first deposit bonus when you use my code HOLLY. So visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot com, and don't forget to use promo code HOLLY when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid with mybookie.com. All right, and we're back. So one of the other really big steps that I saw you take this year was you got your breast implants removed. Yes. So what was your decision behind that, and are you happy that you did it? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, 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 was, I was a double D mm-hmm. when I first got them done. They weren't done correctly when I first um, got my first pair. Mm-hmm. I had a revision surgery. That went well. It was helpful. Um, and then I went smaller November of 2018. I remember that. I think I, I think shot you right before you went smaller. Right before. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. Um, I, I was thinking that that was going to be my next step. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working on laser sessions to help the, the skin texture and scarring and stretch marks mm-hmm. while the implants were in was originally my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, after going smaller, about six months after that, I just started to feel like poop. Like something's not right. My right side's not healing very well. I don't know why. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm healthy. I'm mm-hmm. active. My mobility was improved, but um, something was off. And I started reading, or you know, I think synchronicity played a really big part in it because I was reading more and more and more about um, breast implant illness and the symptoms and things surrounding that. I was never diagnosed and. I also didn't let it get that far. It was less than a year that I had the smaller implants. And I called my doctor and I said, I want these out. Can you replace them with fat? He said, already? Really? You just got them in? Yeah. Got the smaller one. Are you sure? All that work we did. Um, Because they were originally not done right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there was a lot of reconstruction that needed to go on on the inside. But uh, it's been, it'll be three weeks tomorrow. I've never felt better. Really? I feel I, I feel sexy. Hmm. I've never, I mean, having, um, you know, I didn't realize that for so long I wanted to fit into this during the time, during that, the porn culture is weird. Like mm-hmm. our time periods are different than regular society. Like yeah. six months is is an eternity Yeah, in the way porn culture changes. So, you know, nine years ago I got my implants in mm-hmm. because that's what was in, big giant boobs. And I was the new girl with the big implants. So I was put in with the all-stars that had big implants. <clears throat> and so as time kind of progressed, I was like, God, this isn't really my thing, but I'm going to keep them up. And, you know, I'm just going to keep them in and I'm going to be the big boob porn star. And mm-hmm. I started, I find myself um, 
feeling less confident mm. and just I wanted to wear more clothes and I still I dress pretty um, mild you yeah know? I'm not like a flashy dresser right um, I don't show a lot of skin but I, I noticed I just I wasn't I didn't want to go out and I just no oh, I don't really you know my boobs were huge mm-hmm. and as I began to get healthier and healthier my body mass index got smaller and smaller so I was losing a lot of just body fat right. going vegan and all this stuff was changing so they looked bigger and bigger and um so I, I don't know i just woke up one morning and i was like i i don't care if i lose work these have to come out as a foreign object and something's wrong with them mm-hmm. um i noticed about eight days after i got them out something changed in and i've been on this spiritual journey so mm-hmm. you know i've been very self-aware of my thought patterns and my skin and my, you know, just the way I'm, my digestion, everything, something is different for sure. I feel immensely better. Mm. Um, and I've already gotten so much support. So what I did as a little experiment before I pulled the trigger, I ran a few polls, you know, do you guys like natural boobs or, you know, Twitter Mm -hmm. and Instagram. Um, and I was watching the trends as well lean more towards natural breasted women yeah bigger big natural boobs which is those are always going to be and and fake boobs have their place too and if, mm-hmm. if women want that they should be um of course empowered to do what suits them right but i just i had this um inner knowing that i have to get these out no matter what and i'm so extremely grateful for the support of not only my fan base but the companies that i've worked for for 10 years that are like we can't wait to have you back we're excited we're ready congratulations on your choice and you know i know i'm not going to fit the traditional role where i was i'm not getting any younger i'm in my 30s now i'm doing the milf role thing which Mm -hmm. is great i'm happy to fulfill any role that keeps me working yeah (laughs) yeah i hear you but um yeah, to be in that position, to be able to make that choice and to still have just a resounding yes was a huge relief. And I feel better than I ever have. And I feel, I feel sexy. Yeah. So I wanted to, I want to go out and do more. And at this point though, it's, it hasn't been very long since I've taken, begun to take my break, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I'm going to go back. <laughs> To shooting? I'm going to go shoot for my own channel right. for a few months and see how I feel mm-hmm. um, as I continue to heal and work on um, any minor you know, scarring and things like that. Just really take care of my body to be able to get back to full-fledged health. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm, I'm considering just sticking to my own stuff. And if I go back, go back for you, do a content day with you, mm-hmm. go back for you know, a couple select companies yeah well i mean you you're self-representing so you can make your own decisions and i imagine that you do well with your own channels yeah that you're in that place that a lot of you know popular girls are finding themselves these days where they really get to make the choices that they want to make and believe me i totally get it like i think to myself sometimes like i you know didn't have to would i work for other people you know probably not yeah um because shooting for yourself is like so gratifying when you have complete control over everything but yeah same thing maybe certain projects here and there like you know maybe the twisties treat i like doing that yeah they're really creative but um so i totally understand yes that that feeling and i know a lot of girls are doing that i had mia malkova on recently you know and she's only shooting for herself now and And she's doing wonderfully she's doing great and i mean you guys put in your time we've done a lot we've been a lot of places and yeah 
And uh, going back in January after having had taken a break, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Some of these days. And the rate is the same. Mm-hmm. Our, our earnings are the same, no mm-hmm. matter if we're on set for three hours or 16 hours. Yes, this is true. And I still live two and a half hours or three and a half hours on a traffic-y day yeah. from my home. Yeah. So that's a tough deal. Um, yeah. But I, I'm going to be very selective. Um, and I... I Still, I'm waffling. I'm not sure if I will come back fully. Yeah. But um, I'm just so grateful for the support of all my amazing fans and stuff. Like, they're freaking awesome. They have really. You, have you found, them. like, there's a different, like, that you're the quality, I don't want to say the quality, maybe the type of fan has changed for you over the last couple of years? Like, if, as you've changed as a person. Oh, most definitely. And, like, yes. your perception and just the way I, I think you engage on social media. Do you find that the kind of people that are. Absolutely. Follow you are different? Yes. The more I am myself, and as I as I expand into the being that I've always meant to I've always been meant to be this mm-hmm. way, and I'm always continuing to grow. But um, the more I am my most heart-centered, authentic, innocent self mm. that I've always really wanted to be outside of the cultural norms of, you know posting a, a half-naked photo, which mm-hmm. is what gets people's attention, unfortunately, nowadays. Right. It's true. And then posting a meaningless caption is no longer in my reality. Mm-hmm. I, am f- I just feel so inclined to post a photo, get their attention, because I have 96% uh, male viewership yeah. and social media across the board, 96% male. Mm-hmm. So if I can get half of those people to read my caption, and if half of those people feel inspired by something positive I write, then my job's done. Yeah. I don't care if I ever shoot for another outside company again. Right. If I can get the numbers and get people to feel something that is different than what they're experiencing on social media every waking minute, mm-hmm. then I'm excited about that. Yeah. But yes, my my fans, my my comments, my responses... And the way people are responding to the way I'm changing is so gratifying because um, in general, I've felt more of a positive um, rubber band effect than I've ever received. And I feel that people understand that this is real for me. This transformation and expansion of my of my higher self is happening live in front of everyone's eyes. And I want to share that with as many people as possible. And it's not about getting people to go vegan or to join a cult or, I mean, none of that. I just, I want people to be happy. Mm-hmm. We're all, I mean, everything is great and no one's happy. Yeah. So yeah. It, <laughs> like the more we get what we want, like the less satisfied we become. That's the Western world. Yeah. That's capitalism yeah. for you. It's consumerism and it's in all of our brains muddling our heart brain connection mm-hmm. and um people are really looking out word for something more they're not getting it on social media they're not getting anyone who's saying you're beautiful you're incredible man woman or child creed or color whatever shape you come in you're incredible you're so fucking awesome and people are you know you know build an empire and and be a go-getter and fight for what you believe in and that's not what it's about that's not the innate human qualities that we were all born with yeah and i'm excited to share that that no new reality coming into being i feel like more people are looking for that but they just don't recognize that yet you know it's interesting i think what you were saying you know western culture especially america i i my favorite podcast that i listen to all the time is this american life and they did an episode recently about, uh, it's called Americans uh, 
in Paris. And there was this one where they talked about this woman who had moved to Paris from here, just talked about how different the French are with what they value in life. So grateful. Yeah. And and just like the way that we are here in America, how we, you know, work 80 hour weeks and we're all about like being the best and like, you know, being top Top, so competitive, the number one entrepreneurs, like you're only worth something if you have this big career, like how they just think that's insane. And like they don't understand the way that we have that drive. And I don't know, it just made me like, I don't have a desire to move to France, but it kind of made me feel like. I don't, you know, you get so caught up in that culture, you know, and yeah. like you said, that whole comparison thing. I go on on fucking in Instagram all the time, oh, yeah. and I see things that other people are doing, and I like feel like I'm not doing that. I'm not doing like, you know, it makes me feel less than 100. Yes. percent It's like not healthy, and I don't know. Just listen to this program, and then I just had this idea of like, what would my life be like if, you know, being the most successful pornographer of all time wasn't like my ultimate goal yeah like what would my life be like if like my work wasn't you know the everything that it is to me and I don't know how to answer that I feel like I've I've gotten that a lot from people like how do you not compete how do you not there's there's literally like I have given up or released jealousy and comparison Mm. because we're all on our specific journey and I'm Mm -hmm. not meant to experience that level of success that other women at my, you know, timeline or whatever in porn are experiencing through social media, you know, booms and things like that. And also too, like one, we never think about how people only post the best of what's happening on their life. It's completely scripted. Not like, yeah. So, you know, we're not seeing like a real, a true reality. And then of course, when somebody posts something on social media about like shit that's going down in your life, you're like, Oh God, this person's such a bummer. You know what I mean? Like it's so negative. I don't want to read about that. But we're upset when they post a a success. Yeah. Like I'm doing so great. It's like, Oh fuck that person. Yeah. Which (laughs) if we were to experience that success would it affect us in the same way yeah. are they really truly genuinely um being fulfilled by that particular right. success that they announce so loudly yeah um but i feel like your you know any of our unrest that we you know feel oh i, I wish i was this this and this this or you're out of place or you mm-hmm. wish you were somewhere else i feel like we're all here now or are perceived now because time is nonsense we're all here to um, spark that change. And if you're here and you feel out of place and you feel like, oh, what is this? And you're, it's just, that's the beginning of your transition. Mm-hmm. Something is coming for sure. Nothing stays the same. Mm-hmm. Literally, like third dimensional acceptance of time is just like, where, where are we going to meet and when? That's, mm-hmm. that's all it's for. But it's, um, it's amazing. Like the more you kind of go with, you know, I've turned off so much. And if I catch myself scrolling, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah. Because I, that is, that's entrainment mm-hmm. teaching me <clears throat> to compare myself and measure my own self-worth by the success or failures of others that I witness. And um, social media can be a beautiful thing. It's awesome because it's so weird. Once you you practice that enough of non-competition and, and feeling a self-worth no matter what anyone else is doing, 
you can scroll and you can see, oh, so-and-so got this stupid award that means nothing to me. Good for them. I'm yeah. happy for them. Right. If they feel that their self-worth is based on whatever that is at that time in their evolution, good for them. They right. deserve to feel that that gratification. Um, but I just no longer feel any, I mean, less and less negativity every day. Yeah. I also um, recognize too, when I'm looking at other people's Instagram and I'm feeling like anger or I'm feeling comparison or I'm feeling jealousy, that's so much more a reflection of myself and where I'm at in yeah. my life as opposed to, you know, whatever I may think about them. If I think they're, you know, obnoxious or, um, really pretentious, you know, that yeah. I think that says a lot about how I'm feeling about myself at the time. Yeah. For sure. And if, if someone's boisterous about their post, then you can also look at it and as, you know, that's what they need to share with the world to feel gratified, to, to feel gratification, right. to feel like, okay, I'm all right with myself rather than posting, you know, and I, I really applaud um, my friends and people that I see posting, I'm having kind of a down day today mm-hmm. or just being honest about how they're feeling, what right. they're experiencing, because we're not doing that on social media. We're not, I don't think we're sharing the honest, um, open communication about heart centered issues that right. we really should be. We're sharing, um, this hierarchy, this structure of mm-hmm. I'm up here and you're down there. And yeah. that's not reality. It's really separated us from each other and from ourselves. Um, but I feel like it's also it's like supreme time to be incarnated right now. Mm-hmm. Because we can share with each other simultaneously all around the world. Yeah. And I feel like more and more there's um, a much more unified attempt at connecting on a heart-centered level for a lot of people, a desire to do so yeah. for the first time. Compassion, I think, is yeah. just I think really as much, big right now. Yeah, I think as much as we're seeing, you know, the the bad things about this kind of, you know, worldwide connectivity with, um, you know, the, the harmful effects of social media, we're also seeing that, that compassion that you're talking about and people yeah. kind of like really talking about love and talking about um, accepting yourself for who you are and embracing all people. So, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. and um, it's, you know, social media can be a wonderful thing and it can be a bad thing, but I think ultimately, you know, it's up to the user to decide how they want to take that. Yeah. It's up to us really seeing through that veil Mm -hmm. of um, what is faux and what is real. Yeah. And I think um, more and more people are reaching out for that, that interconnectedness, rather than that comparison and tearing each other down. Even if it's in a subtle way, mm-hmm. people are, are really inspired by that connectedness. They desire that. We've been so cut off from each other for a long time. Yes. Yeah. So tell me, take me a little bit like through maybe one of your days where you're not working. Like, do you have a meditation practice? Do you have a routine that you follow in the morning or maybe at night? Is there any kind of advice that you could give somebody who's maybe seeking a way to kind of explore a more spiritual path? Um, What are some of the things that you did besides, you know, the obvious diet change that you've talked about Mm -hmm. um, that kind of helped you, helped you move along that way? The, the diet change was big. Right. Um, the healthier, cleaner, sustainable eating, um, along with pretty hardcore detoxing as well, mm-hmm. and incorporating a lot of minerals and earth elements that we're lacking from our normal American diets, was a big precursor for um, an inner spiritual 
cognitive awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never, uh, I never like fit into the, the smart category. Um, I was looking for something else. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not from here. I don't think. <laughs> fit into this. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I, I'm still assimilating what I've learned so far and I'm learning something new every single day. Mm. So I would say, um, to someone looking to start out, I mean, my average day is pretty, pretty quiet. A lot of tea, love tea. <laughs> um, but you know, I, every day I'm incorporating minerals and detox supplements to continually filter out the, the, I know I'm going to be called woo woo, but the aluminum particles are exposed to and the, and the plastic microparticles and the toxins in the food that we're eating and the overprocessed everything that we're being bombarded with, mm-hmm. whether it be the sounds we hear, or the visions, the visible things that we look at, and everything is is really designed to be overstimulating. Mm. Um, so I've I've turned off. Uh, I know I'm crazy, but <laughs> just a lot of people out there. I've turned <clears throat> off most media. I do not watch television. I'll watch some reruns of The Office once in a while because I'm sorry that is hysterical. <laughs> I'm not involved in it. I'm not into it. It's not causing a rise in my blood pressure. Um, I I live a very stress-free life. I separate myself from most everything that doesn't concern me intimately Mm -hmm. or doesn't require my immediate attention. Um, No TV, no no current music at all. Mm. I listen to now an entirely different array of music than I listened to even a year ago. Mm. And it's completely, I, I'm a big believer in um, binaural beats as well. Okay. Fantastic. Hemi sync is great. Yeah. I think that's stuff that like taps into a certain like uh, wavelength in your brain. It I does. Think, right? I think Charlotte Stokely told me about that. They're incredible. Yeah. Yes. That's been a relief. That's and been and a I think they have like a playlist like that on Pandora that yes, I they saved. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really great. There's a lot of different places you can find them. You just have to, just have to search. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I, my life is very quiet. Um, I think the advice that I would give to others to begin is um, start with some detox stuff. Try um, shilajit or fulvic acid, uh, zeolites. Um, oh gosh, I mean, just clean, clean eating plant-based micronutrient stuff. I mean, as, as clean as you can get that, I, that would be my, I'm a bias because I mm-hmm. feel so good every single day and yeah. I sleep great and my health is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm biased in that way. I want to tell everybody to go plant-based, but you know, go at your own pace. Detoxing is really important because our bodies are inundated with chemicals um, mm-hmm. and stuff that is blocking us from getting in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so detoxing from, from media and from yucky food and incorporating minerals. Um, pick up a book, you know, go into a, a, a bookshop, pick up something new. I would say um, on a more activity level based thing, I, I would suggest to people just try something different. Um, shake up your routine in any way you possibly can because people are very, we're routine based. That's right. we, we love that. We love right. predictability. Um, I never do the same thing in the same day, like in any particular order, mm. never, because it, I did feel stagnant mm-hmm. when I do that. So a lot of variety in your activities. Um, if you go to the same coffee shop every day, switch it up. 
take a different route home, wear a different colored shirt, do your hair different, you know, shave your eyebrows off. I don't know. (laughs) Do something that shakes up your comfort zone because your brain is so hardwired into these patterns. It's keeping you in these patterns of the old paradigm as well. Mm -hmm. And you your cellular body holds on to a lot of the memories of the patterns you did 10 years ago. They're no longer serving your evolution. Right. So shaking that up and, um, you know, meeting new people, getting friendlier and more compassionate with strangers. Meditation is important to me. Definitely. Um, I usually am about, about 20, 30 minutes a day. Sometimes longer on my on my mushroom trip days. I'm definitely <laughs> in meditation a little longer yeah. than that. Um, spend time outside. I would say you know get in touch with the earth and with nature in any way you can. <clears throat> Hiking's great. Get barefoot. Get dirty. Get out in the dirt and roll around a little bit, or put your feet in some grass out in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I mean anywhere you can connect with the earth and take a few moments to appreciate um, something beautiful in nature. Have you heard about these new, uh, like, I think it's sand, or it might be grass, like pads that people are actually putting under their computers now to put their feet on? Is it really grass? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. I was talking to someone about it. Um, It must be real grass. It wouldn't make sense if it was fake grass. And yeah, they put, you put your feet on it. So like when you're working at your computer, you're like grounded in nature while you're That's like awesome. on technology. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. When we have that Schumann residence coming out of, of our mother Gaia that we are so disconnected from, the rubber soles in our shoes mm-hmm. are continuously cutting off that Schumann residence. If we leave the planet, literally, if we go up in a rocket ship to, to whatever, do an orbit or you know, an astronaut mm-hmm. goes up, not me or you, but an astronaut mm-hmm. goes up, right. they have to have something emitting that Schumann resonance up there hmm. or they'll get sick. We have to have that. So if we're here, I mean, we're getting some of it walking around up here, but we need to reconnect with Earth mm. because she's giving us the plants and the vitamins and the minerals and the beautiful animals we get to interact with and that resonance that keeps us healthy. Yeah. And that's really part of our innate nature and we're very disconnected from nature right now. So yeah, that is true. It's important to get back in touch. All right. Uh, Eva has been monitoring the chat room. Um, please tell me that we have some good questions. We do, actually. Yay. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of sexy questions. Of course. Oh, I'm sure. How I many guys some- asked uh, Nicole to show them her tits? Nobody actually. <gasps> oh, boy. Progress, girl. You, we are changing humanity. I'm shocked. <laughs> Everyone wants to know about, like, what scenes you're shooting next. And, oh, like, yeah. kind of covered a lot of, like, yeah, There's still some stuff that hasn't been released. Um, yeah, maybe, um, like, update them if you can, because I'm real excited about it. Oh, yeah. There's some stuff. I would say uh, Team Skeet's got one or two, I think, coming out. Uh, Brazzers just had one. That Brazzabots thing. I don't know. It was mm. weird. Like I'm, a, I was a robot. Okay. Fembot? Fembot? Okay. Bot. I was a bot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sex bot something. Um, there's some more stuff coming out. There will always be more stuff coming out um, on a very regular basis on my OnlyFans mm-hmm. and my Snapchat. I'm always on there. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm healing and um, 
I'm getting there. I'm ready to get back into action, though, for sure. And I know that my fans are ready for the same. Yeah. Somebody, I'm just going to do a few seconds, get them out of the way. Yeah. Somebody said, like, I guess you did only like one anal scene. One anal scene, yes. I wanted to know, like, what, like, what kind of like reactions you get, like, were people like freaking out about it? Were they super excited? Some people were freaking out about it. Yes, you did that one anal scene for Tushy. One. It wasn't very. I wasn't very good at it, though. To be (laughs) completely honest, it's um. Some women just are so good at it and Some they women really are. enjoy it. Yeah. I looked like I was in pain mm. and most of the folks that have seen my work over the years know when I'm in pain mm-hmm. by my face. They know for sure. And I've gotten that comment a few times. So um, if when I do another, uh, I did make a promise also to put a free one on Pornhub. So I'm, I'm still working on that. Mm. I got to, I got to work up to that. And I already asked, I asked Tommy Pistol if he would do it with me. Aww. So I'm going to, he's still going to, Tommy. I know he's fantastic. He's great. So that's going to happen. Um, I just, I got to heal up from this situation. Yeah. I want to get, you got to be you know, ready. Get all the bumps out, get all the kinks out and everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, and then somebody asked um, in regards to, because you were kind of talking about like health and fitness, um, someone wanted your tips on um, for people that are finding it difficult to like stay like uh, motivated and like keep a good diet and, and, and exercise and kind of like really get into the swing of it. Like, do you have any tips for those people? Staying okay. motivated is tough. Yeah. Definitely. I'm just going to repeat the question in case it's not. you're not hearing it very well through the audio. So someone was asking um, if you have any tips on staying motivated, if someone's having a hard time staying healthy, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of apps that can kind of help keep you on track that are really helpful. Um, None that I can really say directly. But there's a lot of apps that can help. Just check for apps. There was for apps. There was one that um, I was using that I was using religiously for a few weeks, and then I fell off the wagon because I'm terrible like that. But I actually really liked it. It's called LifeSum. Oh, okay. And you can actually choose the kind of diet that you want to be on. You can mm-hmm. do vegan. You can do keto. You can do. I don't know, whatever the other ones are. And then it'll actually like build you a plan based on, um, you know, your height, your weight and your age and your gender. That's really helpful. Yeah. And it actually, what, what the thing that I loved about it the most is it has a barcode scanner that, mm. bar, that literally works with almost anything that you buy. So all you have to do is scan the barcode on the item and it knows what it is and it automatically puts it into, you know, your meal plan. Like, oh, so you can really see exactly handy. how many calories. And if you're like getting close to going over a certain amount of carbs, whatever you're doing, it kind of alerts you. It also has a water drinking reminder, you know, oh, has certain yeah. glasses of water, like, and you have to, I like those too. You can get yeah. those, uh, those big jugs with the water, um, markers, time markers along oh, the bottle. Those are so bad about drinking water. So I need something like that. That's really helpful. Yeah. I found a, several really good ones on Amazon. I would also say, um, you know, set little goals for yourself. Um, reasonable goals. Yeah, you know, I think even if it's an underwhelming goal, just I, set something for yourself. I think you're right. I think one pitfall that I've noticed I've fallen into is that I set a goal too high for myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a month and I'm going to do like this and I'm going to exercise every, and then it just becomes mountain. overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it inhibits your your lifestyle and then you feel like, well, I'm, I'm deprived of whatever I enjoy. Or I failed. I failed, yeah. yes. And there's no failure in this. This is a progressive change no matter how long it takes you. Mm-hmm. Just set small goals for yourself and allow yourself to have a reward for your hard work and progress and you know keep measurable uh little markers of your progress if it's a half pound if it's 
three freaking ounces that you lose if your goal is weight loss mm-hmm. or, um, you know, possibly buy a, a, yourself a nice outfit mm-hmm. that is your goal weight mm-hmm. and have that hanging somewhere where you can see it every day. And mm-hmm. that could be, you know, I really want to wear this mm-hmm. or I want to fit into this and be this size and I'll be most confident at this size. But no matter what your, your, your what physical form you take, I think the most important part is to not focus on what is, focus on what you wish for. Mm-hmm. So don't don't say I can't because I'm this weight or this shape or I have this different ability. Focus on what is. Uh, no, focus on uh, what you want and not what is. Mm-hmm. So don't don't you know you don't say I'm this you know I'm twenty pounds too heavy. Say to yourself literally, I will be whatever weight is you want to be, or I will be vegan by da, da, da. And you will do that, but continue that mantra, make it a mantra to yourself, but, um, don't focus on what you are Mm -hmm. and don't, you know, just continually remind yourself, I will be this. I absolutely, I am capable. I'm beautiful as I am, but I would be happier at this. Focus on that. Focus on what you'll be happiest on, but set yourself small goals and go at your own pace and don't ever, um, you know, get hard on yourself for not living up to your own expectations mm-hmm. because you're not going to ever, you should never punish yourself for not following through with something. Just, you know, you learn as you go. We all learn as we, I've never, I haven't been vegan my whole life. I haven't been healthy my whole life. Mm-hmm. I certainly haven't been spiritual yeah. <laughs> up until a short while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all learning as we go and you can't get too hard on yourself because we're all going to be our worst critic no matter what. Yeah. But being gentle and loving with yourself as you progress, it's, that's how you're going to actually meet those goals you set for yourself. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things to do is to be gentle with yourself. I think we have yes. a tendency to be really hard on ourselves. I know I do. I do too. And that is, um, that is one of the biggest um, stumbling blocks for me. We're not taught to love ourselves. We certainly are not. Yeah. From the day we enter preschool, yeah. we're not taught to love ourselves. Right. We're having to unlearn that paradigm for sure. You know, it's funny. I remember, I don't know what just made me think of this, but I remember being in high school. I don't know if you had this, but did you have like in the yearbook, they would do like for the seniors, they would do best looking, oh, best dressed, yes. most popular, most likely to succeed. Yes. And I remember my history teacher complaining about that and saying how incredibly unhealthy that was for teenagers and what a bad practice it was. They were right. And I remember thinking at the time, like, ah, Stickler, he's so boring and what a stupid guy. But now I'm like, that is super fucked up. Like, why do we do that? You know, especially at at such a vulnerable age. when Extremely impressionable. Yeah. We're already taught to measure ourselves based on the successes and failures of others. Right. It has nothing to do with our self-worth. Right. But they're putting it in the yearbook and then you take the yearbook home and then you read it over summer break and then you have it for the rest of your life, senior year. And you know, how many people do you know that look back at their high school? I was captain of a, I was nothing in high school. Yeah. Right? Did you, I didn't do very well in high school and I hated every day of it. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm the Don't, happiest person in the of, whole world. I did a lot of drugs and drinking in high school. <laughs> I didn't, but I was self-loathing. I yeah. Mean, no, I was definitely never, never good enough. I, you know, yeah. I thought I was, I was too fat. I mean, I was like 
20 pounds lighter, 25 pounds lighter than I am now. And I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, how did I think I was fat? Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's amazing. But that at the time was your reality. Right. That was what you felt about yourself every yeah, day. Yeah. And I was not cool. And it's just so funny because, you know, obviously with Facebook, we're able to connect, you know, with people that we went to school with and just seeing all the people that were the most popular and, you know, where they are now in life. Yeah. It's like, wow, our totally priorities were, yeah, completely skewed. Yeah. And now we're all just doing whatever we're doing. Yeah. We may not be popular or successful. We might have have the best smile. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the people I went to high school with are dead. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here yeah. doing whatever I'm doing. And yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. people are like, oh, fucking porn star, huh? I'm like, yeah, I sure am. And I'm doing great. <laughs> like, I'm happy doing porn. It's awesome. I'm completely free of my physicality. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't really, I get up and I'm a mess yeah. in the morning, but I'm healthy. My body works well. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm like, all right, I got that going on. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Okay. So somebody has this, uh, another kind of, I think it's kind of like a spiritual, maybe more sci-fi question. Oh, yeah. But uh, someone under JK has asked you, and I'm into this, um, do you think we are alone in this universe, or are we just many of a, or are we just one of many species? Oh, my goodness. Somebody wants to know if we're alone in the universe. I have a feeling that we just opened a fucking Pandora's box. This is the biggest can of worms in the internet. Yeah, I was like, uh uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. The, the, The human bipedal form is universal. There are many of there are many humans on most planets. There are far more planets in our specific galaxy or in our solar system than we're being informed of. The, the bipedal form is universal. Um, we're a we're a seed. We're a, a slave species to this planet at the time, anyway. But um, we're not to be messed with. We're kind of little experiment. Like like you imagine the ants mm. and a little uh, ant thing. Ant Whatever farm, yeah. the ant farm. There mm-hmm. we go. And you drop a sucker in there and you see what happens. Or you drop a couple drops of water in there and you're like, and, the, and then whoever dropped that water in there is going, all right, look what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, they're all freaking out or they're scrambling or they're fighting each other. Oh my God, there's a, there's a queen and a king and a, and a this and there's all this stuff going on in the hierarchy. So we're being closely monitored, but we're not to really be interfered with. So you'll notice, and if you, if you, take interest in this you'll see a lot of people a lot more channelers lately um i for one am am working on practicing that myself it's really fun because there is it's actually illegal to attempt to connect with a non-terrestrial species which if they don't exist why is it illegal this is true why why would it be illegal i don't know so there's a proof of the pudding right there i mean it's illegal to jaywalk (laughs) <laughs> People are doing it every day out there, outside, right outside the building. They're walking. Yeah. Um, so, no, we're not alone. Absolutely not. We've been here as a species a very, very long time. Um, many, many far advanced civilizations have come before us. Mm. And we're right at our uh, the cusp of the Satya Yuga. We're coming into a golden age of consciousness. And we need to tap into that love, that compassion, that ultimate forgiveness so that we can further advance the evolution of our species. But um, no, we're being closely monitored for sure. Absolutely. We're not supposed to see and connect and that there's a grid in place so that we can't see what's coming and going out of our little tightly knit bubble mm-hmm. that we have. But mm-hmm. we're a very unique planet. Mm. Um, 
it's alive. It's very earth. It's a very life giving from the inside out. Mm-hmm. It's constantly producing new species, and it's a very unique sphere that we're on. Um, and there's all this debate about are we or aren't we? We why it's out there. We have the proof. We have the sightings. We have channelers. We have all this incredible information. Um, you know, all these uh, leaked documents coming through. Mm-hmm. I follow very closely the work of, um, uh, gosh, uh, shoot, I have a brain fart right now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, David Wilcock. Okay. Fantastic. Awesome. Um, Emery Smith. Fantastic. Uh, Gaia.com is like one of those sites. It's like Netflix for spirituality and, and I feel like you've told me about this before. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. <laughs> the information that's on there and, and the things that I've learned over the past few years have me completely excited to meet our non-terrestrial family members mm. and to see and experience and communicate with other beings that just aren't allowed to mess with us right now, mm-hmm. as well as inner earth species and beings that live beneath the surface in these massive um, caverns and caves that live as a complete, you know, unit, completely separate, cut off from the surface world. So I'm excited over the ne- the next few years will be really interesting. I don't know that we'll ever get this openly admittant uh, full disclosure from mm-hmm. this elite that is keeping us from knowing that. It's not even government really anymore. There's this whole elite class that really thinks that we don't need to know about it. Mm. Um that way, because there's a tendency to, to that would create mass hysteria and questioning of I, self and religion and system say, and order. And I mean, things. you yeah. see the social media is now. Can you imagine it, if society like, would aliens collapse. real came out there? Oh my god! And it would also make us understand the fact that we no longer need gas, coal, and oil, and that would be a detriment to the system that is puppeteering our entire collective. Um, being mm. so once we don't have to depend on that anymore then we go well, where the hell's the good energy at you know yeah. like, we have free energy all over the place um I have so, so many questions and everyone's losing their minds in there oh, <laughs> oh i can imagine we do have a few more questions though. Can okay we yeah 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 because yeah. I, I really want to get around to everybody um Somebody says they were very glad your surgery went well. Thank you. That was Chris Green's Thank you, Chris. I don't know if you can't hear that probably. Um, this is kind of just like a back down to the boring ground question, but um, do you prefer the word MILF or cougar or neither? Do you I, prefer the word MILF, cougar, or neither? I don't have a preference. Like, I think that... Whatever positive light someone wants to see me in, then great. Yeah. I'm 32 next month. Um, so if I'm a mom to you, then great. <laughs> Sign up for my OnlyFans, you know. Whatever, however you want to perceive me. Yeah. If that's your sexual fantasy, if you still see me as, you know, the small boob innocent teen, you know, the teen stuff that I did yeah. when I got in when I was yeah. 23, but, um, or 22. But, uh, no, however you wish to perceive me, if it's in a positive light, then go with whatever category you want to put me in. Cool. I like that answer. Yeah. Thanks. Good answer. And then Thank this, you. Uh, kind of last one. It's a simple one, but um, I don't know. Maybe people don't know. Um, how did you come up with your porn name? And that's from someone named Alicia. Oh. How did you come up with your porn name? Well, I went with Nicole, which is my legal middle name. I know name. how you came up with your porn name. <laughs> I was on set for you. Yes. And, and she, she, I was in the makeup chair and she walked in and said, there's some producers in Europe asking about you and we got to have a last name. And I'm like, well, I, gosh, I don't know. I, you know, the pressure's on. And, uh, so 
she, what did you suggest? Uh, favorite actress? Yeah. So I said, name. I said, maybe go with your like first name and like middle names, a good one, you yeah. know, cause a lot of people, it's not your first name. And, and then I was like, yeah, maybe favorite actress, somebody whose last name you like, and you're like, I like Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. And I was like, Nicole Aniston, that sounds good. Yeah. And it fit. And it, I didn't want to go with any, I, that just, it wasn't particular to me. I didn't want to go with something like Fox or, oh or sex With three or, X's. Or, or star or something. I didn't want yeah. to go. I wanted to go yeah. with something that, that someone could say in a restaurant over dinner with a group of friends. Yeah. And, and it sounded like a real name. It sounded like kind of a real name. Yeah. yeah. Nicole. There weren't any other Nicoles. That's true. I, I there's, there's a few Nickies, mm-hmm. but there weren't any, Nicky's a much sexier name, mm-hmm. I think, but I wanted to go with Nicole and, um, I prefer, I like Nicole. I like Nicole too. It's a it's a warrior name. You shout and you're going to battle. Mm. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I, I was like, oh, that works. And it's my my legal middle name. So mm. when I whenever I was in trouble, my mom, Ashley Nicole, and I was at full attention. So yeah. that really helped me to kind of build the bridge. And mm-hmm. um, now I go by both. So yeah. Nicole, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like it too. Thanks. Yeah, sure. One more. We'll do one more and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. This is kind of cool. I like I like these ones. Um, if you could work with somebody past or present, who would it be? If you could work with somebody oh, past or present, who would it be? Oh, boy. Um, do they have to be a porn star, I assume? Well, I think, I think it's, it's not specific, so I feel like you can do whatever you want. Open-ended <laughs> question. Um, hmm. Maybe it could be anybody. Gosh, I, 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 I'm just so um, pleased with the way... Each day has been such a lesson for me that um, each each person I've encountered and experienced has been a, a, a little pebble added to my little temple construction, mm-hmm. and um, I don't regret a day. And I and I think that every particular encounter with each, um, I think that they probably are referring to adult. Mm-hmm. Every adult encounter that I've had with each star every single day, no matter the situation. Um, however I perceived good, bad, or indifferent was constructive. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of those that I'll, I'll probably work with in the future that I'll be like, that was a great day. And that was a great day. And Mm -hmm. that was, but there's no way for me to say that it, it will or will not be for my best good. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm accepting of whatever comes. I have so like (laughs) non-attachment and and, like kind of disassociative a little bit with like, I don't have this wish list or anything. I think that as things happen, that's what's meant to be. Mm -hmm. And and that that one and that one. The universe will pair you with the right partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I've learned, even on my bad days, I've learned, you know, well, I don't want to do that again. Yeah, that isn't going on my <laughs> that's, list. That's, no, that's not going to happen. But whatever it was, it was super constructive. Right. And I'm like, okay, I learned something about that. That, you know, you have to experience something you don't want to learn you don't want it. Right. This is so, true. Yeah. It's it's all been really um, perfect as it is. So I'm I'm happy to be able to say whatever the fans want and they suggest to the companies for the most part has kind of played out. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting to provide a lot of people with what they really fantasize about. And right. that that fulfills me a lot too. Yeah. So it's not really my choosing. It's kind of been the fans choosing how that's gone and that's they've made some great choices. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's good to hear. Yeah. Um well Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it's you for having been me. Such a pleasure to see you always. It's been great to see you, you too. always have such a like you're such a beautiful soul and you have so much light around you. It's always, Thank you. it's always an honor to I'm be in your presence. I'm very, 
glad to be here <laughs> now. <laughs> and thank you so much for the tacos. I literally yes. am going to eat the rest of the churros as soon as we finish this. <gasps> um, I missed them already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did leave some, but you might have to fight me for them. I might. <laughs> um, can you actually tell people where, does Sugar Taco have a website that people can go visit it at? They do. Give me one quick second. This glass and stuff. They uh, actually just relaunched the website. I believe if I heard Jade correctly today, we'll be getting our, um, we'll be officially serving up some uh, liquor after Tuesday next week. Uh, SugarTaco.com is up and it looks amazing. So yeah, SugarTaco.com. We're also on Instagram at SugarTaco and SugarTacoLA on Twitter. Um, So yeah, check us out and uh, it's fun. So good. So good. So bomb. I highly recommend. It was delicious. Yeah. And then where can people find you on social media if they don't already know? Social media, Instagram at Real Nicole Aniston. Um, Twitter at X Nicole Aniston X. Um, I am I only on on those two. I've had a lot of scammers lately mm-hmm. trying to really get people's attention. Um, also, I'll be at Mosaic September 12th and 13th, the um, Mosaic event, which is the Animal Rights March. And I'll be on the guest panel speakers. So we'll be discussing a lot about um, animal and human rights, sustainability, and um, a little more of a conscious, compassionate way of living. Fantastic. Is that that in L.A.? That's L.A.-based, yep. The Mosaic event is from the 12th to the 15th in L.A. Um, I'll be there the 12th and 13th. Okay. Super excited to meet some new people out there. Well, you, you, I assume you'll probably have a link to all of the information on your social media so people can find out about it. Mm -hmm. I'll be posting quite a bit until until then. Okay, fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right, and you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you love this podcast, please support me through my Patreon, patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Thank you all for joining us here today. Thank you again, Nicole, for coming. Thank you. Um, really uh, eye-opening, thought-provoking stuff. So I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you like my podcast, please make sure to give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It helps me a lot. If you're not listening to me on the iTunes platform, then you can support me in so many other ways. Um, first of all, obviously, I would love it if you would join my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Unfiltered, where not only will all of the donations that I get go towards making this podcast better, but also I offer really, really cool perks in exchange for your support. Um, Don't forget that I have a new podcast called My LA Porn Job that I am doing with my assistant, Eva, and it is fucking hilarious. And it is available only on my Patreon for only $5 a month. So that's pretty, pretty cheap. And I promise we will make you laugh and we'll give you even more insight into this fascinating business that I work in. You can also join my Facebook group. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered to get access to other exclusive news about the podcast as well as just join our community. Don't forget too that I videotape all of my podcast interviews and you can access all of those at my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash C slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. You can also email us. Holly Randall Unfiltered at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave a voicemail 
to maybe ask a question for one of my upcoming guests or just leave a comment or tell us a crazy story or anything that you want to say, you can call us at 424-216-6967. So please send us an email, leave us a Facebook message, leave us a Patreon message, um, leave us a voicemail, and we will maybe get back to you on the show, um, especially the new podcast that I'm doing with Eva, my LA porn job will definitely be uh, responding to some of your messages. And overall, we just want to hear back from you guys want to know how we're doing, what you love about the show, what you hate about the show, who you want to listen to. All of that feedback is super valuable to help me make this show the best that it can be. One last piece of news. I plan on going to the 2020 AVN convention in Las Vegas, and I'm going to bring you this podcast live from the show floor. So that's another reason why I need your financial support, because that's going to be a very expensive trip for me. And um, I'm definitely not making the kind of income from the show yet to cover it, which is fine, but I hope to eventually get there one day. And with your help, I hopefully will. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. I appreciate you so much. And um, I'm still like kind of flabbergasted that this show has done as well as it has. And I'm just super grateful for all of you. Next week on the podcast, I am very excited to bring you somebody from what some would call the other side of the adult industry, the gay side of the adult industry, Nick Fit. Yes. Surprisingly, the straight side and the gay side of the porn industry have always been very separate and we almost never intermingle. And so there's actually a lot about the gay industry that I don't know. And so this is why I'm really excited to have Nick on. He's going to explain to us their testing system. He's going to tell us about how Truvada works. Um, He's also on the board of directors for the Free Speech Coalition. So he's somebody who is going to have a lot of information and I'm really excited to sit down with him. So make sure that you tune in next week for Nick Fit on Holly Randall Unfiltered.